welcome to design hack podcast and uh, this podcast is going to be very very special today we have dhruv with us who is a senior user experience designer at farai welcome dhruv welcome to the podcast man hey nice to be here hi everyone perfect uh, so just start just kick starting this podcast i really want to ask you about why did you choose design like and little bit about your introduction around that as well sure uh... so for me i like to call myself as an ex- ex- uh, accidental designer it's not something that i really wanted to be uh, i started my so technology has been there for me for a very long time i had pc when i was very young since ms dos days i have been interacting with technology i was a little kid at that, at that time as well so uh, so uh, just working going with the flow i wanted to do engineering learn more about technology and as i progressed i saw there is an opportunity or there was a space that would make best of all the things that i can do as a designer uh, that was there was tech there was business strategy there was gtm strategy and uh, problem solving problem uh, complex problems that we do so all that checked out for me uh, that's something that i really wanted to do so that's what got into me as a designer and there hasn't been a day when i look back and say did i make a right choice or a wrong choice by getting into this field i really love what i do so yep that's my story that got me into design like sounds interesting i think it's it kind of resonates with a lot of people out there uh, but i think you did a bachelor's in information technology right as it so did you know that you wanted to do design or like something i would say upper level like like problem solving you knew that that's why you choose it and then you got into design like how did that go i think at that time design was really not a very evolved field there was no such term as a ux designer or a ui designer or a product designer that we have these days uh, for me as a 12th class student someone who has interest in science i still enjoy physics mathematical challenges sudoku so that has that had been there with me plus my love for technology got me into engineering and honestly at that time i did not i had no idea i would be designing screens or uh, solving complex problem for my users four days four years later on but yes uh, wanted to go into technology side and one reason i may would not have explored the design part of it i, I mean there are design colleges as well right maybe that was my ignorance i personally am not that good at art and i thought that's what someone who's really good at art would get into those colleges and again my limited knowledge of fashion designing that's what we all know right that's what nift and nid students do but now that i talk to those designers uh, i interact with them and i see that there's there's a there's a lot that you can learn from by going into those design schools so yes uh, for me technology was important and that was the driving force for me to get into engineering got it so did your college kind of push you towards design is that something like like how did the journey uh, in the college specifically got into design or did you started like a developer i don't know uh well that's an interesting story i was horrible at coding <laughs> uh but having said that that was a year when i was in college there was a movie social networking on the story of mark zuckerberg right how he created something by dropping out of the college and that was a driving force for all of us right so we had colleagues who wanted to create a product just want to be that entrepreneur be that problem solver get something out in the market get our customers to use it uh, so that's when i really got introduced to design 
I had interest in front-end technology, front-end development was my skill, although I didn't really enjoy the back back-end part of it. But uh, now when I look back at my registers, I see drawings of this of the way I wanted my screens to go, the user flows that was supposed to be there. Maybe at that time I was not aware there is a term for it. They, that's called wireframing, a low fidelity wireframing. But that was something I did without knowing about it. So that's uh, when, when it all started. And once I got into the corporate field, I realized there's, a, there's so much to do with the tech, uh, with around the product, the way they are built. So that's when I got introduced to design officially. And by that, by that time, there was a term called UX designer. And I really wanted to do that. So that's how I got to that side. Interesting, man. I just wanted to ask, like, what was your first experience as a designer? Like, what was your first gig? Like, was it a freelance or like, how was the experience? So I was, I started my career as a quality control executive. It's, it's a, a simple tester into the ID field, right? So uh, my responsibility was to just test out these uh, screens that I wanted to do. Okay. Uh, but once I joined, uh, something about my company, Prologic First, where I joined, it was a B2B kind of uh, company. We were making enterprise products for hotels to use. Now, me as a student coming right off to graduation who has always used products like Google's fancy interactions, beautiful interfaces. And the moment I saw those enterprises, I was like, no, this is not how products are supposed to be. And I started pointing out problems like, why don't we have fancy interactions in our product? It's, it's just a, me being little immature and just want things to be beautiful with no reason. So, uh, I mean, later you realize that you cannot have interactions in B2B product. It just makes those, uh, uh, processes very high, heavy, but, uh, so, uh, that's when, uh, by, while doing all my testing job and all, I was pointing a lot of bugs. So I was telling my supervisor that why do we have so complicated screens and in my company, we used to make those wireframes on Excel. It's not me. Higher management, they would decide how the flow would be, what the screen would be, and that would work would be ideally on Excel. And so I took few complex flow, flow as a challenge that, no, this is not how you're supposed to build a product. Let me just try it out. Maybe I'll pass, maybe I'll fail. And even at that time, I was not aware it's a, it's something what a designer would do. So my first design one was on MS Paint. I took few screenshots. I I remember it was a, a task flow that was supposed to be drawn for a housekeeping person. So I took screenshots from Trello and I said, this is a good, this is a good way that these tasks can go on, on your screens. So, uh, my initial few 10 screens were on MS paint, <laughs> really difficult with no ideas of how top, uh, typography goes, what icons are supposed to do, how consistency is supposed to be. So yes, once that was sorted, uh, company gave me an opportunity. Why don't you do this full time? So, and I really wanted to be at that place, the first stage where you make those decisions rather than once a product is developed and you realize that, uh, you know, it's too late to make a change. So that's where this saw an opportunity. I took it as a challenge. It was new for me, but that's how I got into design. That's, that was my first official introduction to this world. So that is something interesting for the audience who is listening because, uh, coming from like a quality control executive like you tried and you even when you had a job till then you didn't know like figma and a lot of software you started with ms paint figma was not there at that time it was the sketch that was really there otherwise even designers used to work on photoshop 
but for that we had to buy licenses but i had to prove that i can be someone who can make better recommendations on the product so proving that part was important and yes paint was the only option at that time i think i think i have an interesting question over here so for example currently we have figma we have nero we have a lot of softwares but if we didn't had that right now would you be able to do the same thing on paint because the point that i'm going trying to convey over here or trying to get it out is that software doesn't matter your thinking matters absolutely on point uh yes uh, these tools are only supposed to make a job easier and as a designer we are always told and we also tell this to our juniors first create a solution that you have in your mind before jumping onto the digital screen don't let your biasness on the digital screen or tools are only an enabler for you that solutioning figma won't tell you how your screen should go that sketch, that your brain has that has those answers those iterations that you make those failure screen scenarios that you create that should give you a solution and tools are only an enabler paint you can do the same thing on paint it's just that it would take a lot of time to you, for you to do that figma would be relatively easy for you yeah got the point because a lot of people like a lot of junior when i think you might also have heard it i also do heard it like uh, they ask like what tool do you i what tool should i use so that's what i wanted to convey that tool doesn't matter yep. how you pro- give the solution that matters a lot absolutely yeah uh, so co- going forward i want to go into the present so you work at farai so how did farai came into the picture and uh, i know that you have done few positions and you have grown over whatever is the case so how did that happen for me farai was a strategic jump or something that i wanted to be before farai i was at thing design and thing design is a service based design studio we get projects we do certain tasks what our clients ask we deliver them solutions depending on again requirement how much research we do but that ownership part as a designer that you want was missing in that service side that really used to you know pinch me that you know my product is live are my users happy with it are there any iterations or improvements that i can do so that used to really you know push me that you know this is something that i'm not doing right as a designer or not justifying my job so uh, as a designer i have been to atel we did couple of projects with the team that was my first introduction as a product designer co- collaborating with product team and completely owning that product so whatever we do whatever we build has to be owned by that designer so uh, once my contract got over i realized i want to be in a product company and that's when farai happened uh, a wonderful team a wonderful place to be uh, again it's into enterprise one uh, enterprise product b2b products that's a side that i thoroughly enjoy only because it's very complicated the kind of solutions that you have to work on is very complicated and as i started looking onto the projects the kind of work we do it really uh, made It, it was a satisfactory job for me. So <clears throat> I use as the responsibility that we hold as a designer, not just designers, even tech team, product team, everyone is involved. But the responsibility we do own as a as as someone who's making a product. Uh, something about Farai, our clients. We are into logistic technology. We have clients like Blue Dart, DHL, HelloFresh in US, and many other clients in many other regions. So uh, we feel that responsibility that our product should do the job they are supposed to do. For example, uh, there is a lot of excitement for an order delivery. Like you, you would place an order and you would want that order to be delivered on time. So you could. Uh, so we were doing our research and also reading reviews. We see uh, 
someone has ordered anniversary gifts for their spouses someone is cooking a special meal on father's day or mother's day for their parents now we as someone who's uh, providing that solution providing the technology we own that responsibility to ensure that those orders get delivered on time and we want that happen because there's a lot of excitement the motions involved with the deliveries are very high uh, if we fail to deliver an order for an for an anniversary which was supposed to be an anniversary uh, gift that would be a very bad thing for a user right the ownership the stakes are very high over there same thing we don't want to dis disappoint someone's fathers or mothers that your order could not be on time because of some reason so that's the that's the uh, that's the responsibility or ownership we have so yes uh, enjoying that part of it as well that's interesting because the main purpose every designer have in mind uh, like you said is that what your product does like does that satisfy what the user needs and stuff like that and that that is very interesting a lot of people should focus on that first and that was a great point like got getting into like an agency or service based thing and uh, like into a product based thing that connects so that's something yes. interesting uh, so now i want to know a little bit more uh, about you like beyond design because a lot of people might be listening just for the journey so what do you do beyond design something uh, i have been a very simple man i mean simple as i enjoy sports thoroughly enjoy sports i love playing badminton that's something that i try to do every day for at least one and a half hour before i start my day uh it honestly just keeps your mind fresh uh, i know designer have a, has a very overwhelming task there's so much on your shoulders you have to do research you have to create designs you have to iterate then you have to test your solutions and you know so much to do it gets so overwhelming so i feel sports is something that keeps you very calm it keeps you very cool keeps you refreshing and i mean uh, so many times it just happens that you close out on a solution and you just on a walk jogging or playing a sport and you realize hey this is an approach that i could probably try rather than just spending hours looking at the screen what else i can do so that's something i enjoy and i would really i always uh, tell others to also just get into sports and have that uh, freedom or just let your mind explore apart from that travel is another thing <laughs> so travel is another thing i love uh, personally it has always helped me to gain those exposures uh, just it just changes your changes your perspective you can travel internally within india or you can just go outside you can travel european countries middle east countries it's everything is so different over there and maybe that's what even us as a designer sometimes feel like doing just take see things from a different perspective let's just take a step back are there more possibilities are others doing something differently so travel is another thing that i really like to do that's interesting man uh so we are at the end of the podcast i really want to ask last one question i ask everyone who comes as a guest uh so what would be the two cent or so two pieces of advice which you would like to give to the audience out there uh trying to build their career in design or are in design trying to grow like what would be the two pieces of advice from your journey all right uh, i think to start with first point would be very simple be open to suggestions i think uh, have more conversations don't be a solo designer uh, i have been a solo designer for a very long time in my career but i had mentors i had guidance at every step talk to people talk to leaders in uh, out there because as designers even technology trends and design trends they change very quickly so something that you started with uh, 
and if you are in your own room you might miss out on certain things that are happening in the, in other places so talk to a lot of designers that are out there stay updated i think medium has been a wonderful place for me to learn as well uh read a lot no matter what uh, you do but it's important to always read a lot because a lot of good designers they share their thoughts or their opinions on medium and also same on twitter if you follow good designers uh you would know what are the challenges that they are facing and if if you are in an organization if you if you have just started and honestly no organization is perfect uh, we may have good organization but majority of organization are still new to the design field the design maturity is not there so how would you teach your stakeholders to uh, you know uh, to have that sensitivity sensitivity towards those design sites so that's uh, one part of it second part would be just an extension of it is uh, never stop learning i mean uh, don't ever get comfortable as a designer i don't think we have a stage where we can say we know it all it's i don't i don't think that ever exists at all so uh, uh stay updated be open to new ideas be open to new suggestions new ways of working processes there's so much that happens around uh so i think that would be two things that i would say would make a good impact for any new designer or someone who's already in the field i think that these these are very very interesting and i think they will impact the people who will be listening or watching this uh so yes though we are at the end of the podcast thank you so much for coming in man uh anyone who anyone who is listening or watching who is interested to connect with roof i will link his socials down in the description below uh thank you so much roof for coming thank you everyone for watching Thanks. and listening and uh, see you in the next one